Hey guys, this is Coach Jay. I'm here to introduce a new podcast that we're going to be starting. Uh, myself and my co-host, uh, Shruti Sadana. And the uh, name of the podcast is The Power Shift Mindset. And that's taken from a combination of the title of her book, uh, as well as the way I've coached over the years. Uh, I have about 20 years of coaching under my belt. Uh, majority of it is with athletes, uh, co- including 15 years of coaching high school soccer and baseball. I'm currently a level three USA archery instructor, and I like to coach that mental game, uh, getting your mindset for success and uh, a lot of the things that we're going to do with this. Uh, and I'm going to have Shruti uh, discuss where her coaching background is. Um, hey, guys, it's Shruti Sadana here. I'm an actor, producer, author, and quantum NLP master coach and hypnotist. I studied under John Cresci, who was with the American Board, and that is where I got the certificate. It's all about raising your consciousness and letting go of anger, fear, sadness, guilt, hurt, and transforming your life. And I'm super excited to be here with Jay. Um, Funny story, we actually met on Snapchat. It was a serendipitous moment. And then we just paired up together to do this podcast and I found out that he was you know a life coach and among many other brilliant things and it just felt very in sync and the right timing yeah definitely Uh, I feel that paths always cross for a reason like a lot of the social media apps you get the people you may know or through a common connection and and we happen to have a common connection someone that you recently became friends with who I did a photo shoot with and 14, yeah. 15 years ago, and the app just decided to connect us. And I mean, within 10, 15 minutes, we realized there was a connection there that totally you know, something saying we had to work together. Yeah. Um, and I think it was definitely synchronous. You know, like you said, you meet people for a reason. I found that anytime that I've met like great friends or people in my life, it's happened when you least expect it. Those people that you really like connect with on a mindset level, on a spiritual level. Like going with the back to the mindset, the uh, the power shift mindset. Like I said, I took that power shift term from the title of your book, the shifting of your mindset to give power to success and happiness. I think a goal for everyone is to be successful, and and everyone's success is based on something different. Some people it is based on financial success. Some people it's based on emotional success. And you have an interesting perspective on success, so. We talked a little bit about it, but talk about it here. How do you define success? What do you think success is to you? Success for me is, it's a constant progression. Um, It's not necessarily a goal. A lot of people will put success on, if it's going back to that athletic format, uh, success would be the winner. Um, But you don't have control of winning all the time. I mean, you can do the best you've ever done and someone else does one point better or half a second faster. And I mean, why would you not be considered successful when you just ran the best race of your of your life or scored more goals than you ever have before? Success is always performing at the best of your ability at that time. And because sometimes the best of your ability isn't going to be a personal record. And there can be different situations. I know one high-level archer who went to shoot an outdoor tournament at one point, and it was an extremely windy day. Her average was well below what she normally shot and 
a, a seasoned veteran came over to her and said, listen, just suck less than everyone else. I mean, and it's just kind of <laughs> like, you're not going to shoot your best. You're not going to do what your success number would be today because everyone is dealing with the elements. Everyone. So you can't, when you have that quote unquote bad day, you have to take everything into consideration. And that's the same thing with a lot of the mindset things and that, that success that I try to coach uh, within the locker room to be prepared for an athletic event is the same mindset that a salesman would use going into a sales pitch or an individual would use going into a job interview. That focus is going to be the same thing regardless of what you're doing. Oh, focus is so, so important. And I think being focused also has to do very much with being in the present, right? Because when you're in the present moment, you're focused. When you're not focused, that means you're somewhere else. That means you're in your head. I think when you're present, you're there in your body, in your mind, in your spirit. And I know that when I do NLP work or hypnosis, I always ask, you know, what are your goals? And I ask people that. And, you know, mostly it's, oh, I want to buy a house or I want to be successful. And then when I ask them, well, what's the emotion behind that feeling, behind that goal you want? They go, uh, it's almost like they don't recognize it because we're usually focused on the outer parts of the goal, right? So it's like, I want that house. I want to win that trophy. But how are you feeling when you win? How are you feeling when you get that goal and you crush that goal? I think if people focus on how they want to feel as well, it will be easier to attract what you want. That makes sense? Yeah, the, the winning is a, a tough thing to judge it on. You could perform very well and not quote unquote win mm -hmm. you can have a bad day and you can win i mean there were times exactly. coaching the high school team where i was more happy with them after a loss than i was with their performance during a win with the soccer team we were usually at the top of the league so there'd be times where we'd go and we'd we'd lose a two to one match to one of the best teams in the league and it's like you get on the bus guys you played Gary, great they had one good shot that got in hey great job today. And then there's other times where you're playing a team that you should beat six, nothing, 10 minutes in, and you squeak out a, a four two win and you scored two goals late and you just wonder what was going on today. And that's a lot of times you bring yourself down to the level of your competition. I mean, and that can work with anything. I mean, if you're going into a job interview and you know, there's one other person who you're, I mean, definitely more qualified for the job you might kind of relax a little where if you know, oh my God, this person really knows their stuff. I got to be on my A game. You're going to focus more and anything like that. It's it just, you tend to let yourself down when you think it's going to be easy. And again, that win or loss isn't always success or not successful. No, I think that's so true. And I want to ask you when you won your first, well, let's talk about your first sporting game that you ever felt that you were successful with and how you felt. And I, I remember a lot of different games that I played um, when I was younger. The majority of it was baseball. I didn't really start soccer until high school. I would definitely say my senior year is when I got my starting position on the soccer team. That was definitely a point where the work paid off. I, I felt I was successful there. One recent one was uh, my best score shooting the National Field Archery Association target. It's a 300 round. My best score ever was a 288. And last year when I went to nationals on day one, I shot a 295. 
and which is seven points above my personal record. And most people, and I'm a, I'm a competitive amateur. I am not, (laughs) I'm not a pro shooter. I'm not someone that travels the country and goes to every major event, but I'm competitive within my state, shoot regionals and some national events. Um, So I'm not practicing hours and hours a day like these other people. So most people in my category usually don't perform at a big event at their average. Usually it drops off because of the pressure or the tension or just the atmosphere is so much bigger. And I shot well above where I've ever shot. And then I followed it up the next day with a 293, I believe it was. In the end, I finished five points off the podium in fourth place to three guys that after the first round of Olympic qualifying were in the top 16. I was right there through two days with some of the best shooters in the country. How could, as much as I was a little disappointed that I didn't I mean, hit the podium, I mean, how could I ever look at that and say I wasn't successful? Well, now, that's if such I, a memorable experience to have, well, right? Well, now if I take those numbers and go back two years to my first time going to nationals, the numbers last year put me in second place two years ago. So there's the difference that's of huge. I mean, success versus winning. I mean, on one year, my numbers put me in second place. The next year, my numbers put me in fourth place. So how... But what was the feeling? What was that feeling that you remember feeling? I, I just felt great on how I shot. I couldn't be disappointed. I mean, there, there might've been one or two shots where it's like, ah, geez, if I got that back. Um, but the way that target set up, I mean, if I moved in an inch towards center, we're only talking one point. Uh, it's not like the, uh, the world archery target or the Vegas target where every half inch is a point where it might've been a two point swing or a three point swing. Um, I know if that shot was just a little better, I'm only picking up a point and I had to find <laughs> five of them to get there or hope the other guy loses them but i i definitely felt good with the way i shot and i mean even i had people when i came back to connecticut that followed the scores online congratulating me on how i shot it's it's definitely a good feeling i wanted to tell you about one of our sponsors simon says farms check out their line of all natural health and wellness products this includes goat milk soaps lotions and lip balm all handmade on their farm in Connecticut. Check out SimonSaysFarms.com for their full line of products. If you're counting macros and love some sweet heat, make sure to add a bottle of all-natural swanky sauce to your shopping cart. Don't forget to check out the Black Friday specials. SimonSaysFarms.com What's the next goal you have for like the next year? What's your next goal for the next year? The next goal is hopefully things get back to normal. We actually have tournaments. I mean, there was, there was nothing really this year, that same tournament we were supposed to go to, um, to Louisville, Kentucky back in March. And obviously like many other events throughout the country and even the world that got canceled. Um, so that event is happening in December. Um, unfortunately in a different format, instead of getting 3000 archers in one building, it's going to be split up around the country. So we will get to shoot that event this year. Um, Again, without practicing as much because there hasn't been many events to practice for and and just the atmosphere. I mean, it's, I don't know if you've ever run a 5K. If you go to- if No you go, way. <laughs> if you go to a local race and you have a hundred runners, all right, there's a hundred runners. And then you run the Manchester road race in Connecticut on Thanksgiving day with 15,000 runners. You can't help but get psyched up. So same type of thing. We go to a local shoot, we have 10 people on the line or you go to- nationals where the shooting line is literally 300 people wide it it definitely does add 
atmosphere to it and just the the excitement to it um but definitely just looking to shoot well um i get tossed up between being my own shooter and then also being not only a coach but a dad and watching my kids and hoping that they they perform well yeah that's rewarding as a father and having that relationship like with your son or your daughters yep you know being involved in their events and doing them together right definitely yeah that's and that's that's something that i've talked about with other coaches the when you're coaching your own child the balance between and being coach or being dad or coaching mom um and when your when your child does struggle, who walks up to the child? Do I walk mm-hmm. up as coach or do I walk up walk up as dad? Um, yeah. For, for my older son, between the two. Yeah, for my older son, he he needs more coach to and kick him back into shape and wake him up. Um, my younger son, it's the needle probably leans a little more towards dad. Um, he still does need coach to point out what he's doing, but sometimes he needs a little more comforting where the other one needs. And just a smack behind the head to wake him up and get him yeah, back on track. Just a little bit. Yeah. What do you think that, you know, parents could be doing with their kids during this time? You know, with COVID, now it's getting a little worse. Everyone's under lockdown or probably going to be. So what activities could they be doing together? Like, you know, these sporting events or outdoor activities? I think where you interact, um, we discussed it actually put a post on my coaching page um, just how this has been a a great year and everyone probably thinks I'm nuts by saying that Um, and don't get me wrong the point that gratitude yeah I'm disappointed we didn't have a real vacation I'm disappointed that internationals we didn't end up going to that I mean I can't I visit family because they're out of state and the restricted states as far as traveling and quarantine and stuff like that but with all those activities canceled we're having more sit down family work because usually we're on the run and dinner is usually i mean a cold slice of pizza left over from the night before eating it in the car so now we had more more family dinners we had more game nights or sit down and watch a movie together and I think just interacting, especially with, with kids. I know my kids were asking the other day, Hey, can we play a game this weekend? Can we do this? So, and we'll go outside and we'll play and we're doing stuff. I mean, as far as for the mind, if you can learn the game of chess, that's definitely a good one. Um, even if they don't, even if they don't play it well, it makes them think, um, just think with how they way you can learn, um, anything to get, get kids to think, um, Something so you definitely feel like you've gotten closer to your kids and your wife during this time, you know, COVID happening and being quarantined. You would say that relationship with your family is like you've become even closer than before. Yeah, no, definitely um, more time together and more quality time. And don't get me wrong, if I'm coaching them on the soccer field, to me, that's time spent under a quality umbrella, but it's different than when it's family time if COVID I think things would have been different in general um and I'm one that and my my wife knows I say it all the time and everyone likes to put up that oh thanks for great 10 great years and the cat and the dog and the white picket fence and everything's leave it to beaver and I've said it then relationships are like roller coasters sometimes you puke but for some reason you keep getting back in line and in this where the whole family was supposed to go down to 
um, my mother was actually moving from Virginia to North Carolina. We were going to go visit her in a new place and then go back to Richmond to shoot outdoor nationals. Um, with the way the tournament got restructured and they eliminated team rounds, plus both Virginia and North Carolina being on the quarantine list for the state of Connecticut, meaning if we mm-hmm. did travel, we'd have to quarantine for two weeks. Yeah. We ended up not going. My kids went to New York with my father for the for three weeks, actually. So that week that we already had vacation, now my wife and I got to spend a solid week together, just the two of us, which was what we needed. No, Where as much as you nice. need, as much as you need the family stuff. And I mean, we did a, we did the a relationship hike. stuff is important to focus on um, too, especially when you have kids. Definitely. We did, we did a hike in New York. We hiked uh, Algonquin, uh, which is the second highest peak in the state wow. of New York. Uh, and like I said, I, I, I survived the hike and someone asked me, was it really that bad? And I said, oh no, the hike was fine, but she didn't kill me in my sleep overnight for making her do it. So that's, yeah. that, that was my survival thing, but it, it was definitely a cha- physical challenge and a mental and emotional challenge for her. There were a couple of spots that cracked her, but going back to the success thing after she was done, I got her to finally settle. She just accomplished. And I mean, she can pat herself on the back and say, wow, I just did something that most people experience. Yep. Well, I think our time is up. I feel like that was a station. And I, mindset and, and health in general. Um, and, you know, I talked about how about four years ago and I've, I've yo-yoed with weight and health and family history. And about four years ago, I decided to get back into shape and pushed the physical impacted me mentally. Um, and that I, I like to, to coach that and get people to realize how much, how much the physical overlaps into mental and emotional. It's very important. Mind, body, and soul, mental, physical, spiritual. It's all, all a combination of things that are very important in order for us to feel aligned and what, what's the basis of your coaching that you do? So I do NLP, which is neuro-linguistic programming. And we have a timeline technique where we take people back to a time in their life where they experienced trauma and every single person has it. Mostly it stems from childhood. So the first time you're angry, for example, was probably when you were maybe six, five, And then you go back to that time and you learn your lessons from that time. Like, what was I supposed to learn about myself? What did I learn about myself from this experience? So it's all about becoming aware of your learnings from each experience throughout your life. Every time you felt a specific emotion, a negative emotion and releasing that by actually learning it. So then you start to let go of that negative emotion like anger. You're not holding on to it anymore because you're recognizing what you're supposed to learn from it. So it's something that you definitely look back. So as you're 20 or 30 years old and you're older and wiser, you can look back to when you were 10 and now that now understand it more and take the lessons out of it. Exactly. And, you know, throughout your, throughout your life, Maybe after that you were 16 or 17 when you felt that anger and you still haven't released it. So we go from early childhood to other times in your life where you felt that specific emotion and have you learned from it 
and release those emotions because you're opening up your awareness and your consciousness when you're asking yourself questions. So when you ask a question, you're open. when you say a statement, you're closing your mind. So always be asking yourself questions. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I, I'm definitely one for, for questions. I mean, you have to question yourself. Was you, you won't learn about yourself. The only way to learn about yourself is by doing the work. And, you know, you can ask people for advice, sure. But it all comes back to you. You Your bow arm and the other one, how the releases and same thing. Take, take in any advice you can get, but it doesn't necessarily mean that's what you need to do. You could take a hybrid of this person's advice and that person's advice and make your own recipe out of it. And see what resonates with you. Like, does that feel authentic to you? Does it feel connected with what the other person is saying? If it does, then yeah. I mean, should go with it. But should always check in with yourself first. Because we usually have answers deep, deep inside of us, even if we're not always consciously aware. All right. Well, that, that's what I have on my description on my website. Uh, I'm not here to give you the magic answer. I mean, whether whether it's as a coach of sports and athletics or whether it's life coaching, I'm not giving you the, the magic answer to solve everything. You and I will have a discussion and we'll come up with the formula that's going to work best for you based on your input and, and some suggestions that I might have. Exactly. Exactly. You said it perfectly. I think so where, where can people find more information on you and your coaching and once you're plugging where they can get that. So I'm in the process of <laughs> uploading everything about what I do, like as far as coaching services and hypnosis services, but you can check out my book on Amazon. It's called connecting to your power shift rituals for success. And, then and you, also have, you also have your Instagram. Oh, right. Instagram is at Shruti, S-H-R-U-T-I-S-A-D-A-N-A. And Jay, what about you? How, how can people find you? Well, my website is beammotivation.com. Uh, there's also Facebook. It's Beam Motivation and Coaching. 